ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, IronOverload.io Hardcore Episode 7. Decadura Bowling is what we're doing today. Steve Smith, a.k.a. Steve Schmee, in the Moops are joining me. How's it going, buddy? How you doing? This is good. This is one of my favorites, as you know, Steve. So let's get it. Decadura Bowling. So this is one that a lot of you out there, you younger guys, might not have used it, but the older guys, mobster guys older than you, they absolutely love Decadurabolin. So Decadurabolin is the long ester form of Nandrolone. And Nandrolone is one of the best known steroids in the history of bodybuilding. Maybe the most used injectable steroid of all time. If you talk to gym rats, uh, especially your generation, mobster and, and the generation before you. So yes. The reason for that, it was synthesized back in the 1950s. It's been around a long time. We're talking 70 years. Athletes found there was a good use for this powerful steroid. In the mid-1960s, they were using Nandrolone with Dianabol. It was a great stack to use together. It made people bulk up. It gave people crazy appetite. It made people strong. They loved it. And it wasn't hard to do. All you would have to do is inject the DECA once a week and then take a handful of Dianabol a day. So any idiot could figure out how to use it, and it worked. That's the bottom line. Now, um, the chemical structure of Nandrolone is very, very simple. So you're basically taking the Nandrolone hormone, and you're adding the decanate ester chain. So this gives it a slow release. It makes the half-life extremely long. We're talking 15, 16-day half-life. So you start injecting it on a regular schedule. It's not even going to be peaking in your system for six to seven weeks. Now, it'll work within the first couple of weeks. You'll start noticing changes. But to truly have it peak, it's not even going to peak till six to seven weeks. So it's in your system a long time. And that's due to the slow release ester chain. So I'll bring in Mobster. Mobster, give us your thoughts on it. I was just going to jump in here, Steve, and say something to the effect, but don't forget, guys, that also means when you finish your cycle, or specifically when you've had your last injection of uh, DECA, it's still going to be in your system. That's right, Steve. So the guys need to be well aware of the clearance time, especially if you're being tested, especially for competition. It's why it's better as a uh, off-season steroid rather than an in-season steroid and so on and so forth. So, yeah, don't forget, guys in your system for a long time after that last injection. You need to plan for that and have that in mind when you're, when you're on this particular cycle. Back to you, Steve. So here's a misconception behind DECA and the reason guys loved it. Not only did you not have to inject it very often, so you didn't have to turn yourself into a pincushion, but also yeah. it had low side effects. Now, back in those days, this was before anti-estrogens and aromatase inhibitors were around, okay? No one used those. No one knew even what an anti-estrogen was or such a thing would even exist. Yeah. Right. So why did they love that gun? Because instead of injecting testosterone and growing man boobs 
and getting water retention and being bloated and having high blood pressure and all these other side effects that come with high estrogen, they could use decadurabolin. And the way decadurabolin was structured is it aromatizes about a fifth as much as straight testosterone. So you're basically injecting testosterone without the estrogenic side effects and without the androgenic side effects and without the DHT dihydrotestosterone side effects. And that's just the way it's structurally designed. Now on the flip side, the one side effect with DECA is the DECADIC. And yeah. DECADIC is caused because it is not going to increase DHT in your body, it's going to increase DHN in the body, which is dihydronandrolone. And that's what causes the DECADIC. So you have an imbalance of too much DHN and not enough DHT. And that imbalance causes some guys to get the decadic, but not all guys. Some guys yes. on DECA have a good... So, Mom, so talk about that a little bit. Did you experience... I was it? just going to jump in. Steve's actually covered this already, but I was going to agree. Firstly, not everybody gets it. I was also going to suggest, Steve, and this applies to every steroid we discuss, is when you're using sensible doses versus when you're using an excessive dose. And obviously, and we do see this a lot, and Steve talks about AIs just a minute or two ago, with guys are taking steroids and not taking other ancillary drugs or ancillary uh, supplements to stop the side effects. So when we're talking about this stuff, guys, in this podcast, we are including the information about the side effects, and therefore you should be aware by your research, by having educated yourself, by listening to this podcast all the way through, that there will be a potential for side effects, and you address that. Therefore, when something shouldn't happen because you've already anticipated it, don't be that guy on a forum that comes on and says, oh, I took DECA and I got DECA-DIC. Why didn't anybody warn me? We warned you. Uh, I, I took DECA, but I, I abused it. I took 2,000 milligrams when perhaps 400 milligrams is an effective dose. These are the reasons why that information exists. It's the reason why we do this podcast. And it's the reason why on the forums we give you the advice about using the right kinds of dosages. Guys, if you're 24, 25, 26 years of age and you decide that your first cycle is going to be 800 milligrams, the potential for side effects is much higher. You're especially going to notice it because you're a younger guy and so on. Now, me, my first DECA cycle, Steve, was in my 40s. And as I, I, I mean, you discussed off air, I said that... Uh, I think the Decker and Sus cycle is one of my favorite cycles. I put on 20 pounds, my, my strength peaks. And the two drugs together, I can't remember if it was 675 or 765. So let's call it 700 milligrams-ish total for the week. That's the two drugs. And as Steve said, I think it was one jab of one and one jab of the other per week. And trust me, I don't think I was dating at the time, but there were zero problems with Decadic. Certainly not even in my age then which would have been my mid-40s. And as Steve said, which we'll get into a little bit as well, which is with regards to joint stuff. Um, I'll cover this now, Steve. So on DECA, there has always been this kind of uh, story that DECA helps your joints. The reality is that in studies, there was some uptake or increase of uptake of collagen synthesis. In other words, a little bit more of a boost quote unquote, to your tendons, to your connective tissue, et cetera. And if we're pounding the weights in the gym, sometimes you have those issues with your joints, with your shoulders, with your elbows. And the idea was that DECA, no, DECA basically included, increased the fluid around the joint 
and made it more comfortable on cycle, it's not really generating enough of this collagen synthesis to repair damaged joints, damaged connective tissue, et cetera, et cetera. A small increase in the lab is not the same as an increase in the real world where you will be fixed because you took Decker. It's just masking the pain. Steve, I know that you've talked about this before. What's your thoughts on that? So I've used Decker just for joints. Um, and honestly, I had help the first couple of weeks on it, maybe the first two, three weeks. Then yeah. as I continued the gym grind, the pain just came back. So yeah. it's not going to heal you. It's not going to. So if you end up taking it and you end up, oh my God, my joints feel so much better. That's a coincidence. It's not, it's not the, the DECA magically healing you. So that's, that's my position on it. So don't use it for that purpose, basically is what we're saying. And if it was yeah. that great at it, you would see it being prescribed all over the world exactly. for that purpose. Yes. And they don't, they don't prescribe it all over the world. So it, and a lot of that has to do with the side effects and, and the risk versus reward um, situation too. But you know, so yeah, so, but I mean, if you want to use it as part of your cycle and add it to help you with your joints, go for it, because there are, there is enough evidence to tell you that it will help some, but don't expect it to heal three herniated discs or, or anything no. like that, you know, because it's not, it's not going to happen. You just have to take time off from the gym. So, and, 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 and the thing is, you'll end up getting worse. I tell people this all the time, officer, you end up getting worse because you keep grinding at the gym and you, you cause a injury to become chronic and then that injury stays with you for the next five ten years and you just get used to having being injured all the time so yeah, touch on that a little steve. bit and we'll get into the dosing yeah. in the book yep exactly i was just going to say again i agree with steve 100 here and this doesn't just apply to decor it applies to all all performance enhancing drugs all steroids specifically what happens guys is a lot of you feel great and I don't just mean because your joints feel better, but you feel great on testosterone, you feel great on this drug, you feel great on that drug, you feel superhuman on trend and so on and so forth. So you go to the gym and rightly so, because that's the whole reason of taking the damn drug in the first place, you should be pushing more weights. You should be able to do more reps. You should be adding muscle. You should be adding strength. The problem, as Steve said, is if it's a pre-existing issue, let's say, for example, uh, you've got issues with a soldier capsule, you've, you're literally wearing away the ball and socket joint in your shoulder, and then you take any performance enhancing drug, but in this case, DECA, you're increasing your ability to hit the weights harder and do more reps on a joint that's already damaged. And as I said already, it's not, even with a small increase in collagen synthesis, as I've already described, not fixing your worn out joints. It just feels like it is. And you go to the gym, feel better, Go harder and make the issue worse. So 100% agree with Steve. As I say, let's get into the dosing. So the big debate out there, Mobster, is how much testosterone should I use with DECA? Now, back in those days, they didn't use testosterone with DECA because there was no anti-estrogen. So look, I'm here to tell you, you know, I'm here to tell you, and a lot of people are going to disagree with this. Don't use a lot of testosterone with DECA. It defeats the purpose. Remember, the whole purpose behind DECA is you're using testosterone, it's a testosterone derivative with less side effects. So to turn around and use DECA and then use a ton of testosterone with it, it defeats the purpose. If you wanna use testosterone, use testosterone. But the whole purpose of DECA is less side effects, less injecting, that's, yes. that's the whole point. And less effects 
on your head hair because it's not a DHT derivative, less effect on your prostate, less effect on your acne, less effect on your skin, less effect on your, your organ health across the board. So if you don't want, if you don't want that, then just use testosterone. So don't make the mistake of running a ton of testosterone with DECA because what you are going to end up having a problem with is estrogen issues. And people who complain about, oh my God, I got, I got man boobs, I got gyno from DECA, it's because they use a ton of testosterone with it. And you, you, that's, that's the mistake. So I'm here to tell you, just use a little bit of testosterone with the DECA, a little bit. Let the DECA run the cycle. You're running DECA, let the DECA run the cycle. Lean, slow, quality gains, very, very little side effects on DECA. Very, very little side effects. The misconception that people have is DECA has lots of side effects. It's because people ran a ton of testosterone with it. And that's yes. the mistake they made. So run a little bit of testosterone with it, maybe 100, 125 milligrams. That's it, a TRT dose of, of testosterone. Okay, I can, I can agree with that. And then run the DECA three, four, 500 milligrams, all right? And then on top of that, you want to run a DHT derivative with it. That's the key because that DHT derivative is going to offset that DECA dick in that lack of DHT in the body. So you're going to run a mild DHT derivative. Proviron is the perfect one to run with it. And some guys run Masteron with it, but Proviron makes the most sense because you don't have to run too much. You can run 25 to 50 milligrams in a day of the Proviron and it's not liver toxic and it's a very mild compound and it's great for your libido. It's great for your erection. So boom, you're, it, the one side effect that people complain about with DECA is solved with Proviron. Okay, so now you have a cycle where you can just run it for 10, 12, 14 weeks. Okay, I never tell you to run a cycle more than 14 weeks because it's hard to recover from a cycle for more than 14 weeks. So no more than 14 weeks, nice, good, clean gains. Your appetite will be up on it. So you can bulk up on it. You can gain strength on it. It's not going to be crazy strength like you would off a trend, but it's going to be manageable strength. Like the strength you get from DECA is more keepable than the crazy strength gains you would get from trend. So that's the perfect trend. Uh, that's a, I'm sorry. That's a perfect DECA durable and cycle to run. You know, that's the perfect way to run it in my, in my opinion. Mobster, give us your thoughts. How have you run two, it? Two, two things here. Well, I mean, I'll, get, I'll address that in a second. The first thing is the guys, I, I always say when it comes to any kind of steroid in, in terms of your research and information and whatever else, why the drug exists in the first place, which is 99 times out of 100 medical reasons. And specifically, this, this was created so that the people that were having this drug prescribed to them didn't have to jab themselves every single day. They didn't have to pin the steroid every day, every week, with one and so on and so forth, unlike other uh, shorter esters, for example, Steve. That was number one. Number two is... It's just a really simple cycle, Steve. And sometimes in uh, the more the last 20 years, especially in the last 10 years, and, and, and I blame the internet of which we are part of for this, it, the information overloads leads us to believe that we need to make cycles complicated and we need to have multiple drugs in there. And yet here's a really simple, straightforward, the dosages Steve just mentioned, 100, 150 milligrams test, 400 milligrams DECA, and uh, fit 25 to 50 milligrams of the uh, Proviron, with the other two being weekly and Proviron being daily, it's really straightforward. And if you've got all your other uh, dominoes in line, shall we say, 
you should gain, you should get stronger, you should add muscle, and all things being equal still, feel, feel quite good on it. So, I mean, it gets, it's quite a simple cycle that really works. And what sometimes happens is it's almost like a fashion or a vogue when it comes to drugs. This drug is in, this drug is out. This, this cycle is really simple, it's really straightforward and will work, especially as Steve said, if you want to add muscle. I've already said that for me, I wasn't using Provan. I didn't have the Decadic issues. And I was using ever so slightly more than the amounts that we're talking about here for my cycle at that particular time. And at the time, guys, this is back in my, I'm going to say, uh, mid-40s, so 12-something years ago, um, I, I my, my cycle was under 800 milligrams, and I went from 280 pounds to 300 pounds on cycle. I think I did later cycles where I was happy to drop the weight, but I think I went down to 290. So I kept 10 pounds. I think I only lost another couple of pounds off of that. If we say, Steve, I kept seven pounds and then increased over the year, gaining another two or three pounds to push me to 290. By the end of the year, when I was only doing one cycle a year for competitions, I think without checking my diaries or my training logs from that time, that sounds about right. Steve is also correct, especially if you think about my age then, and go back to the beginning of the podcast when we talked about guys that were originally training back in the day, it does seem to suit older guys. But it's only because I think really, Steve, it actually suits a lot more than that. It's just that our older guys have got, you know, we're a little bit more wise. We don't have to do these mega cycles. We know that we're going to gain muscle and strength on it. And the younger guys are kind of sort of almost romantically attached to the idea of a five steroid stack and doing crazy amounts of training, whatever else, when, like I said, look at me, I won't say necessarily that I'm a genetic freak. I do okay, but my gains were only average if you took them on a year-by-year basis. And yet I've, I've said on the forums multiple times that for injectables, this was with Sustanon, which is a form of test, as you know, Steve, multiple kinds of tests. It's one of my favorite ever cycles for adding weight to me, for bulking me up, for getting me strong and make me... Probably that time, again, in my mid-40s, I would argue that my strength all round was about as high as it's ever been. I'm a little bit higher on one or two exercises now. I can still do certain things. When I was competing a lot then, I think one year competed four times, that would probably be on a Sustaka cycle. So I was holding weights. I was uh, bulked up, uh, certainly getting into the extremes there and on a very, very simple, very straightforward cycle, which for me, specifically minimal side effects, Others, you would have to watch out for, but with the Bravaron, with the ancillaries and the AIs that we can take now, which are a lot more available than they, than they was back then, and even that's just 10 years ago versus 20 or 30 years ago, uh, you've kind of got no excuse, guys. Do your research, listen to these podcasts, and definitely apply that kind of stuff. Back to you, Steve, for a second. So there's a couple other cycles that I can suggest with DECA. Now, yeah. a bulking cycle, let's say you just want to – you look, you're, you're a skinny guy. You, you've been busting your ass. You're not getting as much results as you want. And you just want to fucking bulk up. You don't care. You just want to gain a lot of weight. All right. Yeah. A lot of people out there, there's a bulking cycle. This has been around for 30, 40 years, mobster. And it's the old testosterone, DECA, and D-Bull stack. And yeah. look, at the end of the day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be upfront with you. You're going to blow it up. You're going to gain a lot of water rate on this. 
but yeah, okay. you're going to change your physique. If you're a skinny guy, you just want to fade, change your physique in 12 weeks and gain a bunch of fucking water weight. This oh, is the man. one for you. Now, do I recommend it from a health perspective? No, not at all. No, no, no. But yeah. in this one, you would run 500 milligrams of, of testosterone. It could be any type of testosterone. It could be sustenone, it could be sipinate, it could be anything, whatever testosterone you want. Um, it's easier to run a long ester testosterone with DECA. This way you can kind of mix them. You don't have to inject often. Then run the DECA, say 400 milligrams a week, 300 to 400 milligrams a week. And then run the D-Bowl, a handful of D-Bowl every day, 30, 20 to 30 milligrams of D-Bowl every day. Yeah. And then run a light, yeah, yeah. light, you want to run an AI with it. Otherwise, you're really going to get yourself in trouble with the estrogen. And look, on that stack, if you're a skinny guy, you've got a lot of room to just put on size, you can gain 10, 20, 30 pounds on that in 12 weeks. I've seen it with tons of people. And then I'll give you one more stack. Mobster, you want to jump in on that, though? Yeah, yeah, when you're ready. I'm just going to say, you just reminded me, Steve, and I completely forgot about this. And it's one of us, oh, my God, why didn't I remember until you reminded me? So I mentioned the gains that I made on the cycle. I mentioned the gains that I kept afterwards. But I completely forgot because the gains for me at that time on the Sasteca cycle was so good and so quick. At that time, I was living in what we call a two up, two down, a, a very small terrace house front room kitchen downstairs and and bedrooms upstairs bathroom upstairs and that's it there's really that two big rooms two small rooms whatever right <laughs> when you gain 10 or 20 pounds it's one flight of stairs steep i was fucked man i was i was fine in the gym doing my gym stuff you expect things to be hard whatever else you're lifting the weights you're leveraged because you've blown up as steve it sort of infers it's fantastic for certain strength events, and it was for me at the time. My all-time best bench press of 190, 418 pounds was on this cycle. But I'd forgotten how god-awful, especially after training, going up those one flights from one floor to the next floor, Steve was, because I'd blown up so quick and added so much weight, like Steve just described. My body hadn't had a chance. I mean, I'm way heavier now, but I'm fitter for – I've got used to the weight – my body structure, my connective tissues, my heart, my lungs has got accommodated with the heavier weight. But at the time, it was such a quick gain, such a blown up in size, as Steve talks about, that uh, it was, it's, I think we've talked about, we've used this analogy before, Steve, it was like carrying a bag of shopping around all the fucking time. You're heavier when you get out of bed. You're heavier when you're walking down the stairs. You're heavier when you're going to the shops. I've talked about pumps on VAR, but I've forgotten that the weight gain on this was so quick, so rapid, and I think I only run, I'm going to say, eight weeks. Very one, it was sort of in my system after, like we said earlier, that walking up and down one flight of stairs at the end of the day was, I felt the weight, Steve. I felt that weight gain. Now, for some of you guys, that's going to be a major plus. It just is. And for me, with my bench press, certain, the bottom of the squat, big power moves for me, especially where the body leverage is increased with the sheer bulk of you and the addition that you're going to get from strength from the androgen side was higher. It was just up by my leverage was better for pressing. It's better for tricep work. It's better for bench work. It's better for squatting. Not so good when you're having to bend down and do deadlifts, that kind of stuff. And it's not a power drug cycle per se, but you are adding muscle, which gives you greater strength and you're definitely increasing your lever speed. But yeah, the weight gain, <laughs> it took me a while to get used to even the seven pounds that I referred to earlier. But the 20 pounds was hard 
Fuck it, I completely forgot about how bad that was. It's, it's, it's honestly, guys, Mike Mincer did his analogy. He said, what 10 pounds of muscle would do to you, slap some burgers on your biceps and on your shoulders, and then look at your profile. People don't understand. They'll say on a, on a forum, Steve, I want to gain 30 pounds. You go, motherfucker, you don't really. You really don't. If your if you're, if you're fairy godmother could magically add 30 pounds like that, you wouldn't be ready for 30 pounds. You're, you're going to be ready for five pounds. You're going to be ready maybe for 10 pounds. I was not ready for 20 pounds. It took the cycle and the depletion of the drug from my system. And then probably another two or three months after that for me to get used to the additional seven pounds to drop the 13 pounds of water weight. Steve talks about that. So yeah, that you need to have that in mind if you respond, and especially as you respond as well as I do, on what was arguably, Steve, only a little bit more than the moderate cycle that we suggested. Yeah, back to you. So one more stack on that guy. This is experienced users, okay? Yeah. And this is one of the most, most incredible stacks on the planet, okay? And it really, when, when you boil it down to it, it's not that bad as, as people make it out to be, but it's stacking Tremblone and Deca together. Oof. And a lot of people will say, oh my God, you should never stack the two together, blah, blah, blah. Why, why shouldn't you? If you're experienced with both compounds and you've run them before, stacking them yeah. together is one of the best stacks you could imagine because you're stacking a mild anabolic compound and you're stacking a harsh androgenic compound. So what else would you stack together? You're stacking yin and yang together. So the synergy between the two is fantastic. If you want yes. to transform your body and you want to just become an absolute beast, this is the stack together. So the way I would run these two together, I'd run 200 to 250 milligrams of trend and I'd run 300 milligrams of DECA. Very, very low, low uh, dosages. You don't need much. And then I'd stack in the provirin with it, 25 milligrams a day of provirin. And you could run that for eight to 10 weeks. I know it's not long. I know the DECA ester takes a long time to reach peak, but that's okay. It's still going to be in your system enough to give you results. And this is the stack that, you know, dreams are made of. This is the ultimate, ex but you got to experience with both compounds first to see if you like yeah. them. Because if you don't like DECA or if you don't like TREN, it doesn't work for you, then stacking them together obviously is going to be a disaster. So if you like them both by themselves, then do it. One day, do it when you're experienced and you truly hit your peak and you hit your plateau and you're like, man, I want to really transform my body. That's the stack. That is the number one stack to use. But make sure you're in top shape before you start. Always before you run TREN or any steroid cycle, make sure you're in top shape. If you can't even run a mile in eight minutes, then look, you, there's a problem, okay? I mean, there's a problem with, yeah. your, uh, with your conditioning. Make sure your conditioning is top notch and then you can run the cycle. So Mobster, finish this out and take us into the disclaimer. Great show. We actually just touched on this in, a, in another show that we recorded for, for something else where we talked about uh, the uh, deliberating effects of trend on cardio. So we said, in a run-up to what we call the pre-cycle, where we had you guys doing cardio before you went onto the trend, and therefore you would be ready, as Steve just said. I was also thinking, Steve, as you were talking there, that if ever I was to suddenly decide one day, probably somewhat foolishly, it has to be said, but there's some of you guys out there might feel differently. If ever I would decide one day I wanted to be 350 pounds for some crazy fucked up, maybe a side bet of $100,000, something like that, I can get as big as a fucking house or bigger house. 
and I wanted to weigh 350, that Decker uh, trend and Prevaron cycle would probably be the one, Steve. But again, I'd have to get trend tried first at a low dose. But I, I, if I put on 20 pounds and kept seven pounds on the previous cycle, doing the trend Decker, I could see me doing something stupid like, I mean, my absolute top weight ever has been 330 something, 331, I think. Can you see me adding another 10 or 15 pounds on that, on over and above that in the right situation? Oh, my God. So, yeah, guys, and look at the numbers that we're talking about, guys. These are not massive, massive numbers. Again, it's Decker is kind of popular, but Decker is a cycle. There's younger guys running away because they, they're worried about Decker. Guys, you've got AIs. They're ancillaries you can take. There's things you can do. The provider is going to help, like we've talked about already. It doesn't need to be scary for that particular reason. The doses is sensible, in my opinion. Uh, 500 milligrams of injectable and 350 milligrams. It's still only 950 milligrams, 850 milligrams a week. That's under a gram, guys, total. And that's the, that's the, it's less than that for the test decker and the Provaron. It's, it's, it's 950 off the top of my head very quickly, slightly less maybe for the trend decker and Provaron. So there's under a gram. Fantastic results, really, really good cycle. Have a look at them and check them out. Right, as always, please note, we are not doctors and opinions on these shows are hours and hours alone. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.